Costello. Stop that yelling. What have you got in that box under your arm? Abbott, I bought myself some nice green shorts. I love green shorts. Abbott, in fact, I've got a pair on right now. Uh, you dropped your package, Costello. Pick it up. Uh, uh, Costello, you lied to me. You're not wearing green shorts. You're wearing purple. Abbott, if you had to squeeze all the way around what my shorts have to squeeze all the way around, you'd be purple, too. Well, never mind that. Where were you all day yesterday? Well, I was out at the racetrack. I had a hunch on a good horse. Did you put the clock on him? Yes, but he kept kicking it off. Uh... Talk sense. What do you know about horses? Yeah, but I was born on a horse. How could you be born on a horse? The stork refused to carry me. Did you bet on any horses? Yes, I bet on a horse that finished first in the seventh race. Boy, am I mad. He finished first in the seventh race, and you're mad? Why? The horse started in the fourth race. But it was still a thrill, Abbott, to see him with all six legs driving across the finish line. Six legs? How six come... legs! Wait a minute. How come six legs were driving him across the finish line? Short horse, tall jockey. <laughs> well, Abbott, I've got to get down to the city hall now. What, what for? I made a speech down there this morning, and they presented me with the key. What are you going back for? Well, I washed my hands. I've got to get the key back. Oh, quiet! <laughs> I called your house last night, Costello, and you weren't home. Where did you go? Well, I was stepping out with Susan Miller. I took her to the Little Coconut Grove. The Little Coconut Grove? Where is that? It's in the basement of the regular nightclub, the Coconut Grove. <laughs> That's a fine place to take Susan Miller. Uh, did you go anyplace else? Oh, yes. Then we went to her house, and we sat on the sofa, and she read to me out of the Encyclopedia Britannica. She's been reading it to me for over two years. Encyclopedia Britannica? Uh, that doesn't sound very interesting. For the first two years, it wasn't, but this year... We're up to the birds and the bees. Birds and the bees. That's ridiculous. That's the kind of stuff they tell kids to teach them about life. Didn't your mother ever tell you about the birds and the bees? Yes, and I took her seriously. I made a fool of myself. Wh what do you mean? The next night I went to a dance and everybody laughed at me. I was the only guy there dancing with a woodpecker. A woodpecker? Yes, sir. And right after the dance, I took the woodpecker home. I was walking through the woods, and a ferocious skunk attacked me. Well, you're more than a match for a skunk. Uh, did you let him have it? Well, it was about even. Uh... <laughs> Costello, why can't you be serious? Why can't you do something worthwhile, something to help people? I did. Our neighbor's wife ran away, and she was gone for six months, and I went out and found her and brought her back to her husband. Did her husband give you anything for bringing her back? Yes, they're taking the stitches out of my head tomorrow. <laughs> uh... Hey, you, are you Luke Costello? Yeah, that's me. Well, I've got some pictures I'd like to show you here. Do you recognize this picture? Yes, sir, that's the entrance to Griffith's Park. Yeah, well, who's that going into the park? That's me. And who's the girl with you? That's Myrtle. Do you recognize this picture? Yes, sir, that's the fountain in Griffith Park. Well, who's that standing beside the fountain? That's me. And who's that you got your arm around? That's Myrtle. Do you recognize this picture? That's a bench in the park. Uh, who's that sitting on the bench? That's me. And who's the girl you're kissing? That's Myrtle. Yeah, well, Myrtle, I'm Myrtle's husband. Oh. What are you going to do about it? I'll take a dozen of these, six of those, and have this one enlarged. <laughs> wise guy, huh? Well, I'll be out in the alley waiting for you after the show. Okay, if you want to get tough. Okay, but remember, don't bring any of your gang out there to help you. That's okay with me. I'll be there alone. You're darn right, because I ain't gonna be there. <laughs>
Have a step, you folks. You'll do anything to get a laugh. Why don't you get him a job at the filling station? Oh, what could Norman do at a filling station? With that big nose of his, he could replace a gas pump. Now, wait a minute. He has a very sensitive nose. He can stand three feet from a table and smell cheese. With that nose, he could stand three feet away and cut it. Costello, Norman comes from my wife's branch of the family. You know, my wife and Norman both have the same nose, and they're very proud of that nose. Well, there's enough there for both of them to be proud of. Believe me. Why, you little high-hipped hippocritical hippopotamus. I heard what you Bigger said... Bigger type they need. Bigger type. I heard what you said about me. Costello, apologize to my wife. I'm sorry I said anything about your nose, Mrs. Abbott. After all, lots of families have big noses. Oh, well, that's all right, Costello. Do big noses run in your family? Only in the wintertime. <laughs> Don't bandy words with me, Mrs. Abbott. I'm as sharp as a horse. Let's face it. Yes, you're the biggest horse face I ever saw. <laughs> That's telling you, honey, you certainly got a head on your shoulders. Too bad it isn't on our neck. <laughs> oh, you should talk. Get a look at your hands. They're all thumbs. I can't help that. I'm a retired pin sitter. You should see my toes. I only got eight toes. Uh, only eight toes? You see, I come from a very poor family. And you also come from a very ugly family. Yes. Your Aunt May is the ugliest woman in Patterson, New Jersey. How did your Uncle Mike ever marry her? It wasn't his fault. When he met her, she, she was catching for the Detroit Tigers, and she didn't take her mask off until after the wedding. Uh, buddy, buddy dear, tell him how you met me. Honey, the day I met you, you fell straight from heaven. Yes, it looks like she landed on her face. Oh, you should talk, you puffed-up pickle puss pelican. <laughs> now, honey, Costello can't help it if he's... Ugly, there's, there's nothing new about it. Well, he can stay home. He doesn't have to roam around. <laughs> For your information, Mrs. Abbott, my face and Gregory Peck's face came from the same mold. Yes, but yours is moldier than his. <laughs> <laughs> so long, Tubby. See you later. Uh, you better be careful what you say to my wife, Costello. She's a pretty powerful woman. Yes, she's got a lot of muscle. Oh, she got those from training. All her life, my wife has wanted to be a boxer. Well, she got a good start. She looks like an Airedale already. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Ah, there you are, gentlemen. Gather around close, step right up. I'm selling the wonder medicine, Dr. Hiccup's Magic Pickup. How does it work? Well, you take a drink. First you hiccup, then you pick up. What do you pick up? Your hat. It falls off when you hiccup. 
Uh, who lets these people in here anyway? Now, get out of the studio. It's the policy. Policy, that... fine. I got just what you want. Policy, the latest policy from the Hollywood Life Insurance Company. Look, right look, here. I don't want any insurance. Now, get out of the studio. You don't want any insurance? No. Shame on you. Suppose you drop dead tomorrow. What's going to happen to your wife? I'm not married. Not married? I represent the Searsucker Matrimonial Agency of Schenectady, New York. Here you are. Girls in all walks of life. I can let you have a blonde, two foot two, with eyes of blue. Give you a redhead with beautiful pearly teeth. A nice brunette with all skin right, like a peach. All right, all right. I got plenty of girls. Hey, how would you like to have one with a face for a change? Now get out of the studio, will you? You give me a headache. Headache? Fine. Here you are. I sell aspirin tablets. There you are. Take two of these tablets, and here's a glass of water. Come on now. Drink the glass of water. Drink it right down. That's the boy. Ha <laughs> ha. Fine. That, oops. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Hey, my dear man. I made a mistake that time. I shouldn't have slapped you on the back. I made you spit out some of that water. Here. What was that that fell out of your mouth here? What was that? One of the aspirin tablets? No, I just dropped one of my teeth. Teeth. I represent Dr. Bergman, the friendly dentist. Walk up two flights and save $10. Get out of the studio. It's guys like you that are making me lose my hair. Losing your hair? I sell hair tonic. Get There's out one. of the studio. It's the finest kind of hair tonic in the world. Will you get out of the studio? Don't, don't drink it. <laughs> that hair tonic? You put that on your head. My dear man, that hair tonic is wonderful. It'll grow hair on a billiard ball. Grows hair on a billiard ball? Yeah. Of course, it slows up the game a little, but it's great stuff. <laughs> That's wonderful hair tonic. I've been using that stuff on my head for 15 years. <laughs> You've been using... You've been... You, you've been using hair tonic? Yep. Well, the back of your head looks like an empty parking lot. <laughs> I've seen more hair on 10 cents worth of bacon. <laughs> Will you get out of the studio? If you don't get out of here and leave me alone, I'll kill myself. Suicide. Good. I sell revolvers. Here you are. Here's our radio comedian special. There you are, the radio comedian special. This gun is guaranteed to kill anybody living with one shot. It will kill anybody with one shot? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Shoot it. Okay. Five dollars. Here's the five dollars. Give me the gun. There you are. Right here. Oh. <laughs> What's the matter? How do you like that? I fired a shot and you're still up. I didn't even kill you. Well, certainly. I sell bulletproof vests. Here's one right here. <laughs> For every man, there is a woman. And here is Susan Miller, singing star of the Abbott and Costello Show, announcing her availability as she sings the latest Robin and Arlen musical hit. Joe, there's a Joe, 
so worried. Well, I must have made a mistake on my income tax last month. I just got a letter from Washington. Oh, that's nothing. Lots of people get letters from Washington. Containing a floor plan of Alcatraz? <laughs> Quit worrying about yourself. I ain't worrying about myself. I'm worrying about my Uncle Mike. He got knocked down by a truck and on the way to the hospital, the ambulance crashed into a brick wall. When he got to the hospital, he fell off the operating table and fractured both his legs. This morning, he broke a mirror. So what? Do you think he'll have bad luck? Don't worry about him. The doctors will fix him up. Modern surgery is wonderful. Yes. Last year, my Aunt May lost her big toe, and they grafted some skin off her nose and made her a new one. Well, that's wonderful. Only now, every time she wants to sneeze, she's got to take off her shoe. Forget about your relatives. They're just a bunch of lazy loafers. They are not. My brother Pat is working. What, is, what does he do? He's a snob in a barbershop. What does a snob do in a barbershop? He brushes people off. <laughs> Dog sense. Why don't you get yourself a job? It's about time you started working. Look, I don't have to work, Abbott. I'm a horse player. I got a system. I play the jockeys. Yesterday, I bid on Midgey Shields, the greatest jockey in the world. Did he win? He's the fastest jockey in the business. Well, did he win? He come in third. Well, that's not so fast. It is when you consider that his horse came in eighth. <laughs> you idiot. You can't make any money at the racetrack. Oh, I don't know. I had a pretty good day at the track yesterday. You did? Yeah, a fella gave me a ride home. I... <laughs> I think some of them races are fixed, Abbott. Why do you say that? Well, one horse was carrying a jockey that weighed 200 pounds. They had lead weights hanging on his saddle. His tail was tied to the starting gate. Well, what makes you... What makes you think the race was fixed? That horse won. <laughs> that settles it. You're going to quit fooling around and get a job. Well, hello, boys. Well, it's Susan Miller. Costello, tomorrow Susan's birthday. What are you going to get her? Oh, I could give you a hint on something I need, Costello. Okay, what is it? Well, it's something warm and soft. It's something a girl needs on a cool evening. And when she puts it on, everybody stares at her. Now, where am I going to get a hot water bottle with sleeves? <laughs> Costello, you've got to give Susan something for her birthday. I know. Susan, I'll get you a sterling silver back scratcher. A sterling silver back scratcher? I wouldn't have any use for that. Why? Well, very few people have sterling silver backs. So long, Fat She's mad at me because I took her driving last night and we parked near Malibu Beach. And then we went, in the, uh, we went into the water. Swimming on such a cold night? You don't think. If you thought about, uh, if you, uh, about, thought about it, you wouldn't have gone in the water in the first place. If I'd have thought about it, I wouldn't have let the car roll off the cliff. I... <laughs> I don't blame Susan for treating you like she does. You're stupid and you're lazy. I don't think you ever worked in your life. Oh, I did so. I once worked at a chemical factory. One night, just before quitting time, I mixed a batch of TNT with DDT and nitroglycerine, and I put on a small flame under it and went home. The next day, I couldn't go to work. Why not? I couldn't find the factory. <laughs> Well, enough of this nonsense. Here's the one-hand section of the paper. Now, look it over and find yourself a job. Okay. <laughs> hey, this sounds like a job I could handle. Wanted salesman to sell up, kid. What's up, kid? Nothing much. What's up with you? Uh... 
Hey, this sounds like a job for me. Wanted man to head atomic division of nuclear interplanetary visualization of microscopic molecules in radar department. No experience necessary. <laughs> you mean give me that paper. Hey, look at this. There's a whole column of jobs for babysitters. Now, I'm going to get you a job as a babysitter. Come on. Let's grab that bus. Whistle for the bus to stop. Did, did you whistle for me? I whistled for the bus. You did not. That was a dog whistle. I know, because I used to be a dog. I used to be a St. Bernard dog. What happened? Did you lose your liquor license? Hey, young man, you're not... You're not a St. Bernard. Oh, no. I've been going to a doctor. I used to be a St. Bernard, but I'm not a St. Bernard anymore. I'm much better now. Now I'm a Pekingese. Uh, <clears throat> uh, never mind him, Costello. Whistle for the bus. Huh? Oh, you, you shouldn't have whistled like that. The doctor warned me. You shouldn't have... I don't know. All right, Chester, let's run for the bus. Well, Costello, here's the first place that advertised for a babysitter. Go ahead, knock on the door. Hello. What can I do for you? Get a load of this gorgeous dame, Habit. <clears throat> Pardon me, miss. What did you say? I said, what can I do for you? Lady, Costello wants a job sitting with your baby. But I don't have any children. Now, wait. <laughs> there must be some mistake. The ad in the paper said a babysitter was wanted at this address. Oh, that must be for Mrs. Jones on the seventh floor. Abbott, you go up to the seventh floor and I'll stay here with this lady. No, no, you don't. All right, then I'll stay here with this lady and you go up to the seventh floor. That's different. I'll be right back. How do you like that? After 20 years, that line finally worked. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're so clever. And you're handsome, too. And you, fair lady, you're the quintessence of loveliness. Your azure, you and eyes are like the languorous waters of the fabulous Nile. Your ruby lips are like the fiery rubies from the terbeshing mines of the Genghis Khan. How can you say that? I got writers who went to college. <laughs> You're so romantic. I'm crazy about you. And that's something I don't tell every girl. Why? I don't know every girl. <laughs> I think I'm going to give you a kiss. Ain't you afraid of them new kissing germs? Kissing germs? Ain't you heard of virus sex? <laughs> Costello, uh, that job on the seventh floor is taken. Come on, we're going to uh, answer the next ad. Oh, before you leave, Chubby, I'm going to kiss you goodbye. Come here. <laughs> we're off again. <laughs> How's that? <sighs> I'll kiss you again. <sighs> <laughs> and again. Meet my friend, she'll knock your head. 
Costello, I'm getting tired of all this. How do you like that? I'm doing all the work. He's getting tired. <laughs> Well, here's the house that had the second ad for the babysitter. I hope the job's still open. Well, what do you mugs want? Abbott, I don't like the looks of this guy. Look, he's holding the baby. Uh, lots of, lots of men hold babies. In their mouths? <laughs> quiet, quiet, I'll handle this. We, we came here in answer to your ad. Costello wants to be a babysitter. All right, come on in. I'll introduce you to the baby. Junior, this fat guy is going to be your babysitter. <laughs> Hey. Hey. I think he likes you, Costello. Okay, then. Right. I'll get away from that baby, Costello. Don't Stay touch alone, the baby. Now. Don't touch the baby. Behave yourself. He seems to like you, Costello, so you get the job. Every hour, you give the baby a spoonful of cod liver oil like this. Here, Junior, take the oil. How do you like that? Spits it out every time. Junior, here's another spoonful. Take it or I'll give it to Costello. <laughs> I like to see you do it. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I don't want that stuff. I don't... I don't want it now. Open your mouth, Costello. Here. Now, and the next time you refuse to take the cod liver oil, this is what you're going to get. Come here, Costello. I'm going to teach this kid a lesson. Junior, just you watch what I do to Costello. Oh. <laughs> Well, Costello, this farm is the last ad on the list for babysitters. Well, boys, did you come for the job of babysitter? It's still open. Abbott, you take this job. I don't ever want to see another babysitter. No, all right, I'll sit with the baby, mister. Have you got anything Costello can do? I sure, Mr. Abbott. You'll sit with the baby and Costello can clean out the chicken coops. <laughs> I'll be back from town in a couple of hours. Well... I got my work all done. I wonder how Abbott is doing with the baby. Ah, hello. Hello. You're pretty. Who are you? I'm the baby. Who are you? I'm the jerk who cleaned out the chicken coops. <laughs> and now here are Abbott and Costello with a final word. Folks, the contest we are running on our Saturday morning Abbott and Costello Kids show now has a jackpot of over $29,000. Get in on this contest, folks. We believe it is the biggest contest ever, and for the greatest cause. The purpose is to combat juvenile delinquency. And by entering, you can win a $5,000 mink coat, a $5,000 airplane, a $3,000 trailer, a live baby elephant, thousands of dollars worth of diamonds, and loads of other big prizes, totaling over $29,000. Listen Saturday morning over most of these stations. Good night, folks. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Wednesday night at this time for another great Abbott and Costello show, produced and transcribed in Hollywood by Charles Vanda and featuring Susan Miller and Matty Malnick's orchestra. This is Michael Roy saying goodbye until this same time next Wednesday. <laughs>